Hello, and welcome to The Growth-Minded Marriage. My name's Kevin, and I'm joined by my wife, Mary. We are a uniquely ordinary Midwest couple pursuing what it means to live our values out loud, release expectations, and dedicate ourselves to growth and the pursuit of our most authentic selves together. Dun, da, da. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Growth-Minded Marriage. I'm Kevin, joined as always by Mary. Hello, Hello, Mary. Welcome to the official beginning of season two. It almost marks the one-year anniversary since the beginning of our podcast, and we are super excited to begin the official season two. I think more than excited, we're surprised to be here. <laughs> I don't know that we, uh, maybe end of June, thought, I think we wanted to do season two, but it didn't feel like we were ever going to get our energy back and the momentum back to begin again. So I'm thrilled. I've loved the whole journey. Kevin has been a willing participant who grew to love it. And we made a lot of changes to the format to help us make our podcast sustainable and to do all of the parts of podcasting we love and to ditch everything that we don't love about podcasting or the business, really, I think, of podcasting. I think the the point of this season is really to document our journey this year in real time, just to have that be an authentic record to share with all of you, to really pull the curtain back and really let everyone look at what it actually is. Mm -hmm. It's not always these, you know, five bullet points to being a... Your most authentic self or something. Which I think is what a lot of podcasts are doing. And I listen to those podcasts and I love those podcasts. I think they give really helpful tips. But at the end of the day, I was always left curious. Yeah, but what does it look like on a Tuesday when you're doing this on a Tuesday and you're committed to personal development and the inner work of becoming your best self and your happiest self? Like, what does that actually look like on a day to day basis? So we're excited to record this first episode. Um, we've streamlined a bunch of the processes that sucked up some of our time, and you will pick up on those as the season continues. So we're going to jump right in. We have changed the format to just keep asking ourselves the same six questions. We may or may not have a response every week to those six questions. And I think you've given up away. So why don't we just jump right in, Mary? Okay. So what's uh, what's new? What have you what have you gleaned from the world this week, Mary? <laughs> This is random, but I think it points to what I'm interested in and this idea of interconnectedness. I came across this idea probably a few months ago, and then I rediscovered it this week. But it is the idea that every time we breathe, so every single time we breathe, we breathe in 25 sextillion molecules of, let's call it air. I'm not exactly sure the best word to use. And that number is 25 with 21 zeros after it, which is like gigantically huge number. And apparently, because of what scientists know about how long matter lasts, and I guess matter is never destroyed, and all of the carbon and nitrogen and oxygen molecules are just recirculated, that we, in that one single breath, could be taking in molecules that a dinosaur exhaled or that Julius Caesar, as this article said, exhaled. And I just love that idea that throughout the day, you have however many times we breathe, that many moments to do something extraordinary, like to have a connection point to a dinosaur or to Julius Caesar or insert whatever interesting factoid you love from history. I just I really was taken by that idea and I wanted to share it. Well, here I thought I was going to go with a heavy subject, but I guess you took that one. (laughs) Um, So I'll be honest. And I've spent the entire week learning the basics of soccer. 
<laughs> As a, a newly appointed soccer coach um, and having to teach to small children, I've learned that I know very little about the sport of soccer. So most of my time has been spent basically learning like a seven-year-old level's understanding of soccer. But it's been really fun to kind of connect with my son and to do something totally outside my normal. All right, Kevin, what drained your energy this week? Uh, I don't have a specific answer for that. It's more of like there's something going on, but I don't know quite what it is yet. I don't know if it's the season's changing or maybe my body's fighting something, but uh, I've been having a hard time waking up in the morning. I've been not getting the best sleep. I haven't had the normal appetite that I normally have. And it strained my shoulder the other day. And I just, when you don't feel 100%, you kind of can tell that you're not 100%. So how about you, Mary? Yes, I second that. I'm definitely not feeling myself as well, except for I do have some good slash encouraging news coming up in the following question. Teaser. But I went to the functional medicine doctor this week and every time they put you on the scale and I have gained yet again more weight it's just really frustrating. I'm frustrated with myself that I care. I'm frustrated with my body that it seems to be working against me. And I'm frustrated that amongst all the symptoms that I've been having, and I've been having diarrhea for like two months. So this has not been a pleasant journey. But out of all of the very unpleasant symptoms, the one thing that I can't get out of my brain is how much weight I've gained and how my body feels just I'm just uncomfortable. And I feel like it's the first thing people see. And if I haven't seen them in a while, I'm wondering what they're thinking about my weight gain. It's just like tragic that so much of my time and energy is put to this one thought. But I just want to move past it. And I'm still in the middle of it. So, Mary, is there anything that helped refill your spirits this week? Yes. So at that functional medicine appointment, I finally got a diagnosis for what's wrong with me, which I've never been so happy to have something wrong with me. But I have something called SIBO, which is an acronym that stands for Small Intestinal Bacterial Overgrowth, which explains everything that I've been feeling. And there is a treatment. The treatment costs over $2,000 if you get it through the United States glorious pharmaceutical industry. So I am on a four-week wait because I've ordered the medications that I need from India. And I guess it just takes that long to get here. So I know what's wrong with me. I know how to treat it. I theoretically am going to be feeling better in the next three-ish months, but I'm waiting four weeks, which is frustrating. And again, an opportunity for me to practice my word of the year, which is patience. I think my answer is, um, I think since you got your diagnosis of the SIBO tapeworm thing, <laughs> like you've been in like a much better mood and much higher spirits, which has been awesome you know that the saying is very true happy wife happy life mm -hmm. and the kids have just been really thriving my son is like totally into soccer which makes that experience so fun for me our middle daughter is loving kindergarten and just coming home really excited to share her experiences and our youngest this past week has been her last week um, before her school starts. And it's just been really fun to be able to be present with her. So that's been mine. Yeah, she's been loving the one-on-one -on -one time for sure with each of us. All right. What is something you don't want to repeat from last week? So this last week and probably a little bit beyond just this last week, I've been flirting with a lot of pessimism. 
I've been kind of dealing with like an internal struggle with COVID and the Delta variant and this ongoing pandemic, just being really pessimistic about the outlook of everything, especially for like our kids and school and in the frustration that happens with these unknowns and everything else. Well, that is news to me. I didn't realize you were feeling so pessimistic. The thing that I don't want to repeat is last Sunday, Kevin was at an auction and it was a wonderful, beautiful, great day. I've really come into my own with my motherhood. I know what things I like to do with the kids, what things I don't like to do with the kids. So it got to be mid-afternoon. That's usually when our youngest takes a nap and I let her stay up a little past her nap. They were playing so beautifully outside. It was hot. They were playing with the hose, which is fine. And they were filling up a pool. And I kind of had noticed they were taking some toys out there. I step outside just to check on them after about a half hour. And they had just made the most gigantic mess. They had dumped all their kinetic sand into the pool and all over the deck, which that stuff, you just can't wipe that stuff off because of what's in it to make it stick together. So I just totally freaked out and sent everyone up to their room. And you just like felt that terrible internal, like emotional outrage that just I hate that feeling. And then my son came down after the hour and a half that he was up in his room and he was starting to make himself some cinnamon sugar toast. And I walked in. I clearly had not regained control of my own emotion because I walked into the kitchen. I was like, oh, my God, if you make a cinnamon sugar mess, I am going to lose my shit. And at that same time, Kevin walked in and was just very like, oh, my goodness, you clearly need to take a break. And I was like, no, I don't. I'm fine. And I just... Now, on reflecting on that conversation and what I said, like, I'm not ashamed that I had that emotion. I wish I could have been more preemptive with it and just told myself and told the kids, listen, mommy needs a good two hours to herself after I've been with everyone all day and I need to do my own thing just like you need to do your own thing. And that's really what my body was craving. But because I didn't give myself that or create that for our day, I completely lost my shit. And I'm missing the gratitude from this statement. This is something you don't want to repeat, babe. Oh. <laughs> what are you thinking? Like, what is she talking Yeah. I was lost there for a minute. I'm like, wow, this is going to be like a really sharp turn here. <laughs> yes. So I just wish that I helped myself have a better afternoon and didn't take it out of my children. That felt icky. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what's your gratitude I, from I the week? I think I did save you from that, though. Yeah, but I wasn't open to hearing that, so... Mm-hmm. Okay, what's your gratitude from the week? Um, sort of contradictory to my last statement, and probably to help me through a lot of those feelings, is the reopening of our community and having the opportunity to feel like our lives are more than just are more than just this closet. Our church is going to be reopening in a week and a half, and all of the opportunities to get involved there. Our kids' school is back up our kids preschool is reopening and just like getting to be back in those environments and sharing those experiences and like feeling like we have that village again i don't like the like little, little transitions or whatever but well you just come out cut them out no i know but i just i it's that pressure to feel like you're supposed to say something right do you want me to then end and then just ask you 
No, I think we'll, I'm just going to say something right now. Okay. So Kevin and I, just as a little disclaimer, we are approaching this weekly podcast as a deep listening exercise. And in deep listening, you are supposed to listen to the other person without thinking about what you're going to say or respond. And so there is this extremely awkward, especially for our culture, pause when someone says something and you don't immediately respond And you might be picking up on that in this conversation, and that's good. And we want that, and it feels awkward for us, too. So I just wanted to put that disclaimer in there, which makes me feel better. More for Mary than for me. Yeah. So we're probably not going to do it every time, but that's what we're moving towards so that we're focused on hearing each other as opposed to getting our specific thoughts out into the world. Okay. My gratitude from the week is the fact that I started my two-day-a-week job giving anesthesia. There is a thousand words I could say on how well it's gone and how much this was my dream job come true. Working two days a week, being a certified anesthesiologist assistant is as good as anyone could ever imagine it would be. And I'm extremely, extremely grateful that my life turned into this. All right. Last question. What's something you are looking forward to in the week ahead? So I'm super excited about this. Mary's, as she just said, is working two days a week. Our kids, our two oldest kids are in five-day-a-week school. My youngest will be at a a three-day-a-week preschool, which means I will have more freedom of time than I've had since we've had kids. And really probably ever, because before kids, I felt like I was so busy that I had no real appreciation for the time I had. What you doing, sis? I just wanted to do a hug. Oh, okay. I love you. Thank you. So I really have this very tangible appreciation and recognition that Monday is going to start a new chapter for me. And I'm just kind of really excited to see how that unfolds naturally. Like I'm not trying to add anything to my schedule immediately and just just enjoy the uncovering of opportunities as they present themselves to me. Okay, mine is similar, and it was very easy to pinpoint, and it is the fact that I am super excited to edit this podcast and just start the process. I love beginnings. I love the start of school. I love all of this new that we have in our life right now, and everything just feels really aligned. So I'm excited to see how it all fits together, and then as Kevin says, kind of uncover opportunities as they come up. And really, the opportunity that I'm looking forward to uncovering is just ease and slowness and enjoying life and being present and feeling satisfied and like that's enough. Those are our six questions for the week of August 28th through September 3rd. We are going to enjoy the week ahead. We hope you do as well. You heard a little bit of our youngest come in there. They're downstairs. The dog is loose. Our babysitter is over. This is a little bit more maybe real life than we've had displayed before on the podcast, and I'm liking it. Yeah. So. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. All right. Ever onward.